Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 26th of December. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jaren Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, Hope everyone had a nice holiday, a Merry Christmas. If you had a long weekend, you're back at work. It's all happening. We've got a great show planned for you guys today. We're going to have a great week. If you were with us yesterday, if you hung out on Christmas Day, I'm super glad that you hung out with us. If you listened yesterday, I hosted ESPN Radio from 5.30 to 9 p.m. Did the last half because I went on right after the Nuggets and Warriors, or was it right after the Lakers? No, it was right after Nuggets and Warriors. Went on right after Nuggets and Warriors. So did like the last hour and a half of Freddie and Harry and then did two hours of Amber and Ian, all right? So if you tuned in last night, if you heard a little bit of ESPN Radio, was able to recap a lot of the NFL, did some NBA, and I appreciate you guys joining me. Plus, you know the only people this time of year that get time off, uh, the only people, excuse me, the only people who don't get time off this type of year are the pro athletes, right? Uh, of course, you know, sports talk shows as well, but the pro athletes, they're always working. And that also includes everybody at Bet Online. With the NFL bowl season, the NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off. They're going to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available that you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, I hope everybody had a great Christmas yesterday. Part of a great Christmas is a Miami Heat victory. And of course, the big start from big start from yesterday, your boy, total stud, Jaime Hawkes Jr. Now look, Yesterday was a great sports day. A lot happened. You had, so, you had five NBA games back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back to back. You had three NFL games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. 
Normally, it was weird yesterday, right? Because normally, NBA owns Christmas. NBA does the five games. But with the NFL yesterday, and the NFL was like, ah, fuck you guys. We're, we're doing NFL. It's a Monday. We're just going to do three games. The NFL dominated the day yesterday. You know the NBA had to be pissed. Sucks for the NBA because I, I know I was much more dialed. Obviously, I was watching Heat Sixers last night once I got off the air from ESPN Radio. But throughout the day, I had the I had the NBA on on the iPad while I was getting ready and then doing my show on ESPN Radio yesterday. Had the NFL on the big TV here in the Zazla Mansion Studios, which of course is here in the Zazla Mansion Master Bedroom, just a few feet away from where all the magic happens. You know what I'm talking about. The NFL dominates the day yesterday, but a great sports day. It was so much happening. So we'll get to the NFL stuff, which had major implications, some good, some bad had major implications for your favorite little football team, the Miami Dolphins. But we're going to start here with your favorite little basketball team, the Miami Heat. So the Heat yesterday, in the fourth game of the five games yesterday, the Heat beat the Sixers, a game they, they were up big, Sixers come back, take the lead, Heat respond in the fourth quarter, excellent job. They were up by 21 early in the third, game was tied going into the fourth, and then in the fourth quarter, it was a whole lot of Heat basketball and really was not a challenge in the final. You know, like two minutes, the Heat took control. Duncan Robinson, huge three-pointers. Uh, Bam out of bio. Tyler Hero struggles shooting. He got it going in the second quarter. Rough start to the game. Rough second half. But the star of the game, Jaime Jaquez Jr. Jaime Jaquez Jr. yesterday, 31 points and 10 rebounds. How about 11 of 15 from the floor? And does, you don't need me to tell you this anymore. You know at this point, the Heat are 18 and 12, 30 games into the season, more than a third of the way through the season. You know by now, this is why they took this kid. Not just because, not because they think he's going to be a really good player, but they knew a four-year player in college and at a major program like UCA, UCLA, but a four-year player in college This is a kid who is going to be able to help them right away. And not only does he help them right away, but this this does not look like a rookie. The bully moves to the basket. The IQ. The passing. He can shoot as well. The takes to the basket. The footwork. Remember I told you, in preseason, the thing that stood out to me most about Jaime Jaquez Jr., He looks like Jimmy Butler out there. He plays like Jimmy Butler. The footwork is fantastic. And for a player his age and his experience, 22-year-old rookie, what's he going to look like in a few years from now? Jaime Jaquez Jr., total stud. And like I told you, I think part of the reason that people were upset about no Damian Lillard trade was we need something to spice up the season, right? We need something to keep us from October to April. Something to keep us entertained. Something new, something fresh. Damian Lillard would do that. A trade for a superstar player would do that. And I think some of the disappointment in not acquiring it was, oh, it's going to be the same ho-hum shit. There'll be a middling playoff team. They'll get to the playoffs, and then I can get excited. For me, I turn on the Heat game every night. The thing I enjoy the most is watching Jaime Jaquez Jr. play. That's the special thing right now about this season. I put the game on, I'm watching, I can't take my eyes off Jaime Jaquez Jr. He is the most interesting part of this team, 
and they did it again. Jaime Hawkins Jr., obviously the story of the game yesterday, but he is my favorite part of Heat games right now. He has essentially saved this regular season from monotony. The monotony that we thought we were going to get when not making some type of big trade. Now, I'm not going to say that the Heat hit the jackpot with Jaime Hawkins. That, that happens in Dwayne Wade's rookie year. And I didn't even say the Heat hit the jackpot with Dwayne Wade until probably the postseason that year. I'm not going to say they hit the jackpot with Jaime Hawkins Jr. But I am absolutely going to say they 1,000% have found a core member of their team moving forward. They have a foundational player that they can add now to Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. They have a core foundational member of their team now into the future with Jaime Hawkins Jr., which we know is so important as Jimmy Butler continues to age. Total stud. And now, you know, you guys know this, I've told you this before, one of my favorite things, when I was a kid, and the Heat weren't any good, but when I was a kid and the Heat were on national TV, I loved when they were on national TV because I wanted everybody else to see my team. I wanted them to see that my players are good. You know, no internet back then. Things were different. You didn't get all the games. I want everybody to see my team and get. I want everyone to see how good Glenn Rice is. I want them to see how good Steve Smith is. I want them to see how good Grant Long is. I loved when the Heat were on national TV. And yesterday, the whole country got to see it. Like, it's kind of on the periphery. It's like, oh, Jaime Aquez Jr., one Eastern Conference Player of the Month. That's interesting. Okay, and now the whole country got to see it because he had that game on the Christmas Day stage. That shit was awesome. And like I said, he is the story for me going into every one of these games now. I just, I can't wait to watch how he continues to progress. 31 points and 10 rebounds, 11 of 15 shooting. I know there was no Joel Embiid there, but this isn't a one-hit wonder kind of deal. He's been phenomenal for them this season. Go look up what his numbers have been, not just for this season, but like over the last month. He's been phenomenal. And they did it again, man. Finding a mid-round draft pick. Bam Adebayo in the teens, Tyler Hero in the teens, and you could already, this is not a fluke, you can already add Jaime Hawkes Jr. to that list. Found him in the teens too. How about that? Three, like I said, core foundational members of this team's future. Bam, Tyler Hero, Jaime Hawkes Jr., all selected in the teens. Two of them late lottery picks, the other one not in Hawkes Jr. How about that? You want to talk, like, oh, the Heat aren't good at drafting Riley with the first-round picks. First of all, there were so many years they didn't have a first-round pick because they make big trades. And then when they do have first-round picks, they're rarely lottery picks because this team since Riley got here is almost always in the postseason. So it was always super misleading about, ah, the Heat, you know, they're not good at drafting. Well, they're drafting late in the first round. It's very difficult to get a good player. But you look at what this team has done now over the last, because Bam was drafted, I believe, in 17. So the last seven drafts, right, from 17 to 23, in the teens, they have found Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Jaime Hawkes Jr. It's fucking awesome. So, it's so exciting 
Because, yeah, it's one thing where you trade for a star player. You got to give up something to get something. Or you sign a star player in free agency. All right, it's a lot of money. You're not going to be able to afford other players. But when you find, when you make the pick, when you find, and look, you even see at the top of the draft, if you have a top five pick, look at what Amen and Asar Thompson are doing for Houston and Detroit. I'll translate it for you. Nothing. And they were the numbers four and five pick in the draft, right? Number one, Wembenyama. Two, Brandon Miller. Were then the Thompsons three and four. I think they were four and five. They're doing nothing. So if you get a player who's not like guaranteed number one overall pick, you know he's going to be a stud like Wembenyama. If you get a player in that draft, once you realize, whoa, stud. That is a game changer for your franchise. Especially because for these next five years, super cheap. Super cheap labor. It's like in the NFL. If your quarterback is going to be awesome on his rookie contract, that's when you need to pounce. When you're getting that value from the quarterback before he's making the huge bucks. Same thing here. The Heat won their first championship in Dwayne Wade's third year. He was not making a lot of money. So you're able to have all those other parts, right? If you could get that value from the young player on the young contract... That's what the Heat are going to get now with Jaime Hawkins Jr. over the next three few years. And I, I don't think I'm overstating it. He's a total stud. Now, here's the next thing. Let's rewind the clock. I said the other day that I'm not so sure the Heat would be better if they had Damian Lillard right now. Meaning, if they were going to trade Tyler Hero who's having a great year, struggled shooting last night. Duncan Robinson, who's having a career year. And Jaime Hawkes Jr. Forget the draft picks. Would the Heat be a better team right now, minus those three guys, plus Damian Lillard? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Now... Considering, and and everyone saw it yesterday on Christmas Day. So, I think the Heat got a little bit lucky that that trade didn't happen. I think they're better with these guys than they would have been with Lillard. You know, look, if it could have been Lowry and Jovich and, uh, and, and even Robinson. Alright, where you still keep Hero and you have Jaime Jaquez Jr. That's a different story, but they're probably giving up Hero... Hawkes Jr. and Robinson for Damian Lillard. <coughs> and draft picks. Considering that, now let's look back at it. Blazers are terrible. But we knew they were going to be terrible this year. They're 7-21. and 21. Considering the Blazers would have been able to have Hero, Robinson, Hawkes Jr. And Joe Cronin, that cockroach general manager for the Blazers, wouldn't even pick up the phone and have a conversation with the Heat. If you're Portland, you need to consider firing him. Could have had Hero, Robinson, Hawkes Jr., multiple first-round picks. They still would have had DeAndre Ayton. That's a separate deal. It's What they wouldn't have gotten is, they wouldn't have gotten Drew Holiday. So they, also, so they wouldn't have gotten Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams... And those draft picks. Which would you rather at this point? Malcolm Brogdon 
Robert Williams' corpse and draft picks, or Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Jaquez Jr., and draft picks. That's a joke. If the Blazers wouldn't even engage the Heat, if Joe Cronin decide to make it personal and wouldn't even have a conversation with the Heat, and the Heat would have, we don't know for sure, the Heat would have offered Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Jaquez Jr., and draft picks, and Joe Cronin wouldn't even have a conversation because his feelings are hurt, you need to fire him. That can't be your general manager. And, and look, I'm not pissed off personally because the Heat are better off. It would not have been, a, it turns out, it would not have been a good trade for the Heat. What I am pissed off about is it was disrespectful. Joe Cronin, that cockroach, he disrespected the Heat by not engaging. You can't have a conversation. He disrespected my city by not having a conversation. He disrespected me by not having a conversation. Show some respect. Blazers should fire him. I mean, if you wouldn't even have a conversation and that's what the Heat would have offered you, if you would have just picked up the phone, you need to be fired. It's, you cannot, because they still would have DeAndre Ayton. You cannot make a case that Tyler Hero, who's averaging 23, 24 points a game, shooting career-high field goals, career-high three-point percentage, getting you five rebounds, getting you five assists. Duncan Robinson, who's having a career season, shooting over 40%, scoring 15 points a game. Jaime Hawkins Jr., who is easily the third-best rookie. You think that Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams' corpse is better than that? Joe Cronin should be fired. Terrible job. I, I, I gotta be honest. I'm glad it didn't work out. That's exciting, man. He was awesome yesterday. Bam had 26 points and 15 rebounds. Hero struggled. He had 22. Robinson had 16. He had five threes. He was 5 of 10. Huge three, essentially, to ice the game with about three minutes to go. But Jaime Jaquez Jr., 31 points, 10 rebounds, 11 of 15. That's what I'm talking about. That shit was awesome. We'll get to Twitter Jam coming up. No spoiler, Twitter Jam might be on the heat. It might be on Jaime Jaquez Jr. Other NBA stuff there yesterday, though. Uh, you had the five games. The Heat, of course, were the fourth game there. New York beats Milwaukee 129-122. Denver beats Golden State 121-14. Boston. I, I was surprised that the Lakers... I thought Boston was going to murder the Lakers. Boston won 126-115. I'm not, I'm not a fan of Boston. Obviously, I hate their guts. I mean, fuck them. I'm not a fan, meaning I think they shoot way too many threes. And you can't rely on Chris Epps Porzingis. And if he is healthy, he's never playing a big game. I, I, yes, I know Drew Holiday is a dog, but Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, they're going to miss that attitude come the postseason, and the Heat are going to do the exact same thing to them in the playoffs that they always do. <coughs> the Heat will absolutely out-tough them. They will out-physical them. The Celtics are way too reliant on three-point shooting. But I was surprised the Lakers hung around in that game. I was. Dallas beat Phoenix 128-114. Phoenix under 500. They're 14 and 15. That team is not good. And even if Bradley Beal eventually plays, I think those three guys have played two or three games together. If Bradley Beal does eventually play, still, the rest of that roster, the depth, that's not a good team. That is not a good roster. And another thing, not just, 
Not just Riley not being able to get the trade done for Damian Lillard, even though it was clearly not his fault. He wanted to make the trade. That cockroach Joe Cronin, who should be fired, wouldn't even engage with the Heat. What are they supposed to do? So you criticized Riley there, and also criticized Riley for not getting the Bradley Beal trade. That would have been a disaster. You want this Bradley Beal mess on your hands? No. It's Phoenix's problem. And look, let's let's have a, a truthful conversation now about Kevin Durant. Here's some reality. And, and I know it's going to be a thing. There's reports out there. Wode Zorowski, the, the organization feels Durant's unhappiness. Uh, they, 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 can, they can feel that he, he, you know, he's not happy with, obviously, the losing all that. What? Why would he be? Why would he be happy? But, and, and look, he's not going to get trade. He's not going to ask for a trade. I mean, I guess you can't put it past him, but that, that's not what's happening here. And we know, hey, you always got to make sure the NBA star player is happy. It's a very big deal if NBA players are happy. Are you happy? You got to keep NBA players happy. They get very unhappy, and then you got to do things to make them happy. So keep an eye on Kevin Durant and whether or not he's happy. But here's the thing, and let's have a conversation. Well, not even a conversation. I'm just going to drop a truth bomb on you. Here's the thing. Durant is amazing. He's one of the all-time great players. But let's be honest here. He won two championships with the Golden State Warriors after joining what was the greatest regular season team of all time. A team that was already a champion. He then joined them, won two titles. So outside of joining the greatest regular season team of all time, Kevin Durant has been in the NBA for 14 other years. 17 total. 14 years he has been in the league, not with the Golden State Warriors. He's been to the NBA Finals one time. Has not won an NBA Finals. In 14 years, not playing with the greatest regular season team of all time, Durant has been to, never won, he's been to one NBA Final in 14 years. All-time great player. But I'm sorry. If you're one of the greatest of all time, you should probably be able to get to the finals more than once in 14 years when you don't join the Golden State Warriors. To me, that, that's a major check against him. A major check. All right, obviously we'll get to some Dolphins stuff here because yesterday's three NFL games, there were major implications as far as the Dolphins are concerned. First though, let me tell you guys about one of our great sponsors. You know I'm about to tell you how I've been getting that great sleep. Sheets and giggles. If you're not sleeping so great, you know what it could be? You're not taking advantage of the best sheets out there. The softest, coolest, most breathable sheets you've ever slept on in your life. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. And just like the Zaslow family, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turning back. What if I told you, you can get the comforter, I got the pillowcases, the blanket, the bed sheets. I got, I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Go to SheetsGiggles.com where you're getting the most breathable sheets out there. You're going to stay cool and comfortable all night long. You're never going to have to worry about where you get your sheets from. And what if I told you, your first order at SheetsGiggles.com, if you use promo code Zazlo, you're going to get 20% off at checkout. 
20% off the checkout. All you got to do is use promo code Zaslow. Z-A-S-L-O-W. Sheetsgiggles.com. Promo code Zaslow. Again, Sheetsgiggles.com. Let's get to Twitter Jam. So this week's edition of Twitter Jam, lately it's been on the Dolphins. But hey, yesterday the Heat are starting to roll. 18-12 and 12 now. They win yesterday without Jimmy Butler. They beat a good team in the 76ers, albeit minus Joel Embiid. And the big star was your boy, Juan Wick, Jaime Jaquez Jr. Twitter Jam today is on the Heat and Jaime Jaquez Jr. First up, this tweet is from NBA Central. That's a, an NBA news aggregate account. They're very good. They give you the good news. And it's a picture of Jaime Jaquez doing a post-game interview for radio. And it says, Jaime Jaquez Jr. tonight, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 73% field goals. What a Christmas debut for the Rook. That's right. This next tweet here is from Wes Goldberg. He is the managing editor for All You Can Heat, and he co-hosts the podcast Locked On Heat. And here he tweets, this is just star stuff from Jaime Jaquez Jr., Every time you think you've seen his limits as a rookie, he pulls something new out of his bag. Hesitation, behind-the-back crossover, pump fake, and hook shot. 11, man. Here's the clip. Four. Mm-hmm. And after the free throws, Philadelphia up by four points. Hawkes oh. with a quick sit dribble. Got to the rim. Jaime Hawkes Jr. All right, there you go. This next tweet is from Playbook Sports. Playbook Sports is uh, it's a sports betting network, I guess, all right? And they tweet out, Jaime Jaquez Jr., first rookie in NBA history to put up at least 31 points and 10 rebounds on 80% true shooting with zero turnovers, second rookie in Heat history, 30.10 rebound double-double, fifth rookie ever with a 30-10 game on Christmas Day. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Second rookie at Heat history, 30.10 rebound, double-double. Who could have been a Heat rookie who had a 30.10 rebound double? I mean, could Wade have done that, 30-10? and 10? I mean, was Wade, you know, Wade in his rookie year, he averaged only about 16 points per game. He definitely had, a, you know, several 30-point games. Did he have a 30.10 rebound game? Huh. I don't know. Yeah, you, you, I, I, it's got it's to be Wade, right? I don't know. That's a good one, though. That's a good one. This next tweet is from Hot Hot Hoops. That's a uh, a, a Miami Heat blog. And they tweet out, Jaime Jaquez Jr. showed out on a nationally televised stage in his first Christmas Day game. Career high in points and rebounds while shooting 70% from the field. This rookie has a real chance to be very special for this Miami Heat organization. Fuck yeah. Triple J helped the Heat lead the way, or Triple J helped lead the way to the W and improve Coach Spoh's Christmas record to a perfect 9-0 in Jimmy Butler's absence. Hell yeah. When's the last time, I mean, forget about it for the Heat, when's the last time in general a four-year collegiate player ended up a star in the NBA? That might be what we're headed toward. With Jaime Jaquez Jr. Now, of course, you know, back in the 80s and even into the 90s, star players' number one overall picks were four-year guys all the time. Tim Duncan always comes to mind. Who's the last star player who did four years at school? That's something to think about. 
This next tweet is from Heat Nation. That's a, a Miami Heat fan page. They tweet out a picture of Stephen A. Smith. And Stephen A. Smith says, quote, the Miami Heat don't have enough. Well, they went to the NBA Finals without their third best player in Tyler Hero, a 25-point per game score, no Oladipo who locked up Brown in 22, Jimmy on one ankle, lost Gabe and Max. Gabe right now is out for the season. Max is a decent role player. Right now, Jimmy, Bam, Hero all together. Rookie of the year, Jaime, who can give you 30. The Boston killer in Caleb. New and improved Duncan Robinson. A better backup big in Bryant and Orlando than Cody Zeller. ESPN don't know ball. Now, I, I, I'm certainly not co-signing, co-signing ESPN don't know ball, but we've been through this with Stephen A. Smith. How many Heat games, maybe he watched yesterday, it was Christmas, I don't know. How many Heat games is Stephen A. Smith watched this year? Very little. Stephen A. Smith doesn't watch. He watches the big-time games. He watches the prime-time games. And then he looks at the box score. He doesn't watch. And we know this about the Dolphins, too, and Tua. He doesn't watch. So forget about it. Like, everybody's got to have an opinion. That's how this business works. But he, he doesn't watch the Heat. Uh, this next tweet is from Heat Lead. That is a, uh, it's a Heat fan account. And they tweet out, Hear what Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce had to say about Miami Heat rookie Jaime Jaquez Jr. Here's the clip. So 76ers Heat. I'm yes. going to 70s. I like the Heat at home, man. It's hard beating them. I like that young kid. He, listen, we keep talking about uh, Wimby and uh, Check. This kid down in Miami is making a difference. Jaime Vasquez. He is making a difference. I know, you know he played, played on, on I already know Pete. You're going to say he played like on Jaime. P All-Stars. Like yeah, he played on a P after Dark All-Stars. Jaime, you know Jaime is making a name for himself, no doubt. Now, he's, now, listen, he's looking like when Timmy came in, you was like, oh, yeah. That's why you do a four-year uh, college kid because uh-huh. it's came in. He came in receiving. He looking like he got damn it playing the league like three, four years already. Right, yeah, he's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Very seasoned, bro. Like, I'm talking about big shots, nose timing, t- uh, timing score, right. you know, on his hand, his technique. I'm like, damn. Listen, he in that talk, bro. He, uh, Wimby, Shaq, and him are like the three running for me. He's number three in the, the rookie. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to tell you. He's playing well, bro. He yeah, and I'm being a nice Shout out to my guy, Hami. I, I got to tell you, you, you know I hate those guys. I think Kevin Garnett's very good in this role. I think he's good on his show. I never watch it, but whenever I see clips, I think Garnett's good. Paul Pierce is such a dunce. I mean, ha- Jaime Vasquez, uh, he's, he sucks. He puts in no effort. Remember when Paul Pierce said he's got big things on the horizon when he was fired from ESPN? Like, he's a nobody in the media landscape. He sucks. Uh, but yeah, like Kevin Garnett loves Jaime Hawkins Jr. How can you not? And finally, this tweet is from the NBA account. Quote, to even be in that conversation is crazy. It's Jaime Hawkins on joining the greats with his historic Christmas performance. Here's Jaime Hawkins post game. Michael Jordan only had 30 in his <laughs> first uh, Christmas game. You know, LeBron had 34. Um, does it mean anything to you to kind of be up there with some of the greats all time with the, with a game like this on your first Christmas game? Um, yeah, I mean, to even be in that conversation is, is crazy. Um, yeah, really no words. You know, you said Michael Jordan only had 30. So I don't know if that means I'm better than Michael Jordan, although I am wearing his, his, his gear right now. So, um, yeah. That's my dog right there. I love him. Jaime Hawkins Jr. Everyone, if you didn't know, now you know. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. (laughs) 
So you guys know how I was enjoying the football last night. Once we got done with ESPN Radio, I got the Heat Sixers going on. We're watching Ravens and Niners. I'm enjoying an ice cold Johnny Cuba sitting on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. In my underwear, of course, you guys know how I roll. If you're not drinking Johnny Cuba, what are you waiting for? Official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for yourself, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Soon, Johnny Cuba's going to be distributed in a bunch of other locations as well, so don't go anywhere. I'll obviously tell you about that. Make sure you're always drinking responsibly, and of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So, three NFL games yesterday two of which had major playoff implications for the Dolphins. We'll go in order here. Uh, a shocker with the Raiders beating the Chiefs yesterday, 20-14. to 14. The most shocking part, and I've been telling you the whole year, this is not the same Chiefs team. I think finally, like, it's, it's pretty obvious to everyone this is not the same Chiefs team, but this team does not have the aura of those years past Chiefs teams. I mean, most specifically, last year, that won the Super Bowl. This is not. A very good Chiefs team. If the Heat were to play the Chiefs in Kansas City or in Miami. I mean, granted, they already played him. It was at a neutral site. Uh, Tyreek Hill's fumble and the return for a touchdown at the end of the half. That, that, that was essentially the game-deciding play. If the Heat were to play the Chiefs in the playoffs, would not be afraid. I wouldn't. And Patrick Mahomes now is going to play. And, and that, that's if they get past the first round. Maybe they lose at home in the first round. But if they get past the first round... They are going to play a road playoff game for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career. The most surprising part, Aiden O'Connell did not complete a single pass after the first quarter. A total of, I think it was 48 pass, either 48 or 68 passing yards for the game. And the Chiefs were down double figures most of the game. This Chiefs team, they're a lot closer to one and done than getting back to the Super Bowl. And for the first time, if they get past the first round, Mahomes is going to play a road playoff game. So, Raiders beat the Chiefs and do the Dolphins a huge solid there. Because now, uh, and I'll, I'll get to the Dolphins, you know, the, the clinching scenarios in a moment here. But, the Dolphins now are looking really good for at least the number two overall seed. As long as they win the division. Eagles beat the Giants 33-25. A uh, lot of question marks still about the Eagles. Another one-score win for the Eagles. But, this, uh, this was not an impressive performance. The Eagles right now are currently second in the NFC, tied for the best record with San Francisco, who, of course, owns the head-to-head. I mean, have there ever been more doubts about a team that could finish first place than the Philadelphia Eagles? And finally, last night, we're expecting to... The main event of the week is Monday Night Football, Ravens 49ers, and the Ravens just kicked the shit out of them. Now, there's two stories in this game. One story is the Ravens, first place, how it affects the Dolphins. The other story is MVP. Brock Purdy, four interceptions. Obviously, after that performance last night, Purdy out of the MVP conversation. Can't win MVP with that that type of performance. Can't do it. The same way we had to cross two off the MVP conversation when he couldn't lead the Dolphins back in the end against Tennessee. That, that, That eliminated him from the conversation. Same thing with Purdy. Cannot have that game last night at home against that team in prime time and win MVP. Purdy's out. And believe it or not, a guy who we've hardly talked about as MVP for most of this season, 
I think it keeps the door open for Dak Prescott now still. But Lamar Jackson now is probably a front runner. Yep. Lamar Jackson is probably the front runner for MVP now. But the Ravens winning that game, we're rooting hard for the 49ers. Because that helps the Dolphins. I mean, it helps the Dolphins a little bit. Because it really all boils down to next week, Dolphins at Ravens. The, the way it would have helped the Dolphins was, if the Ravens lost last night, and the Dolphins win in Baltimore next week, the Dolphins would still be able to be number one if they lost the final week to Buffalo. That's where that mattered. <coughs> what it all boils down to is, for the number one seed, Dolphins just need to win at Baltimore next week. That's what it boils down to. So, Baltimore 12-3, and best record in the NFL. Dolphins are second in the AFC and second overall at 11-4. and So, here's, this is the scenario now, all right? The Dolphins, a win or a Buffalo loss. And the Dolphins clinch the AFC East. And that, that's over the next two weeks. If the Dolphins win one of their next two games, one more Dolphins win or one more Bills loss, and the Dolphins win the AFC East. The Dolphins are a win or a Chiefs loss. That's right. The Dolphins are a win or a Chiefs loss away from clinching the number two seed, which is enormous because the number two seed gets you home field for the wild card and divisional round. You would only have to go on the road one time, presumably in the AFC Championship at Baltimore, presumably, to, to get to the Super Bowl. And of course, if Baltimore lost the divisional round, you would then host in the AFC Championship game. So the Dolphins, over the next two games, the Dolphins are one win or a Buffalo loss from clinching the AFC East. The Dolphins are also one win or a Chiefs loss away from clinching the number two seed. Enormous. Now, to get the number one seed, the Dolphins have to win their next two. Or, if the Dolphins win next week, and then they lose the final week and can't, and, and yeah, no, Dolphins have to win their next two. So, if the Dolphins win their next two, Forget about Baltimore, because one of those games is Baltimore. If the Dolphins win their next two, number one in the AFC. One Dolphins win or one Buffalo loss, Dolphins win the AFC East. One Dolphins win, one Kansas City loss. And the Dolphins are the number two seed in the AFC. And I think that's what you got to focus on. I really feel like that's been... like. That's been my goal for a while now, is get that number two seed where you get two home playoff games. If, if, if the Dolphins can get two home playoff games, and look, I told you this the other day, if the Dolphins win in Baltimore this weekend, they are three home wins away. Buffalo, divisional round, AFC Championship round. If the Dolphins win in Baltimore this weekend, the Dolphins are three home wins away. From going to the Super Bowl. That's unbelievable. But if you can get at least that number two seed. And all you got to do is win one road game potentially in the AFC Championship. That's a great scenario for your favorite little football team. That's a great scenario. So that's that's kind of what I'm counting on. I'm looking at that number two seed. Even though number one is very much in sight. One more Dolphin win. Or one Kansas City loss. And let's see who Kansas City is playing in these final two games. Hang on a second here. 
Don't anybody get crazy. All right. Uh, Kansas City. Ha mm. Wow, I don't have it written down. I would have thought I would. All right. Kansas City in their final two games. We need one loss from the Chiefs. Kansas City's final two games. They are hosting Cincinnati, who still has a lot to play for. That That's not a gimme for the Chiefs. They're a seven-point favorite, but that is not a gimme. And then they're at the Chargers. I mean, I, I know the Chargers escaped Buffalo run for their money. you got to figure the Chiefs are going to win that game. But one Dolphin win or one Chief loss. And the Dolphins clinch the number two seed and two home playoff games. And as it lines up right now in the AFC, if the Dolphins finish second, which is what they're at right now, in the first round, see, you want to avoid Buffalo in the first round. If the Dolphins finish second right now, they would host the last seed. Indianapolis right now is last seed. But it could be any variation of Indianapolis or Houston or Cincinnati or even Denver or Pittsburgh, an outside shot. Like, that seven seed is going to be really weak. Right now, if the Dolphins get the number two seed, they would host Indianapolis in the first round, and I think they would actually murder them. And then in the second round, you would host Kansas City, as it sets up right now. But by the way, I'm not so positive Kansas City would get out of the first round. Because right now, it would be Buffalo at Kansas City. You don't think Buffalo wins that game? So in, in the divisional round, you're looking at hosting either Kansas City or Buffalo. And then in the AFC Championship, as long as Baltimore survives that, that, that divisional round game, you would go to Baltimore again for the AFC Championship. That's what you're looking at right now. But finishing second is so important for two reasons. Number one, two home playoff games. And in that first round, right now, you'd be hosting Indianapolis. And like I said, I think they would murder them. So yesterday, th there was good news for the Dolphins yesterday with the Chiefs losing. The Ravens losing was bad news, but not really because getting that number one seed was always going to come down to this week. So if you had a choice between you could either have the Ravens lose or the Chiefs lose, the Chiefs losing is actually bigger for the Dolphins because it gets them really close to that number two spot when that number one spot was always going to be about beating Baltimore in Baltimore this weekend. All right, you guys know how we do. Week 16 is in the books now. We can start looking forward to week 17. And that means we got to do an updated look at the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. Come on now. Here we go. Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings heading into week 17. Top five. We count down from five to one for dramatic purposes. Number five, moving down a spot, believe it or not. The Detroit Lions, through no fault of their own. Good win for the Lions at Minnesota. They clinched the division championship for the first time in 30 years with their win. The Detroit Lions, number five, down a spot in the Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. Number four, up a spot. The Cleveland Browns. The Browns right now are number five in the AFC. Whoever they face in the first round, whoever wins that AFC South, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, they're going to kick the shit out of them. Cleveland is really good, and they beat down the Texans this week. A two-touchdown win. Cleveland is up a spot. They're number four in the Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. Number three, once again, are your Miami Dolphins. Dolphins stand still. Great win for the Dolphins against Dallas. Oh, Zaslow, how did they move up? Well, look, you got to consider the teams that are ahead of them. But a best win of the season against the Cowboys keeps the Dolphins number three in the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rings. Number two, down a spot, off the top perch for the first time in a couple months, the San Francisco 49ers. With their blowout loss to Baltimore last night, the 49ers dropped down a spot, and that means the number one team in the NFL right now, 
also with the best record in the NFL right now. The Baltimore Ravens, a dominant victory last night. Probably, at least right now, league MVP in Lamar Jackson. They move up a spot. They are number one for the first time this year in the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. The Baltimore Ravens. And that right there is an updated look at our Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. You know what you don't have to look for? If you're thinking about getting a new car... That's so easy, because you know I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. Official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they're providing their customers with that exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. And with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. Plus, there's a big event going on right now. The 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, where a portion of all new sales goes to help local organizations in our community. Plus, lots of great offers right now, like a 2024 Subaru Outback Premium. You can lease for just $3.21 a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit or a new 24 Crosstrek for just $2.19 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. We start out with tonight. WWE has a live show at MSG, Madison Square Garden. It's a house show. They do it every year around Christmas time. The reason this is a big... And these shows are always really good. But the reason this one is really good, CM Punk makes his official return to a WWE ring. I think he's taking on Dominic Mysterio tonight. That's a big deal. That's a lot of fun for those who are going to be in attendance. Big deal or not a big deal. Yesterday on ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, you know, you got to keep NBA players happy. It's always a concern if they're happy or not. And it sounds like Kevin Durant may not be happy. Well, start with Kevin Durant. You talk to people in Phoenix and around that organization. You know, they can feel the frustration with Durant. Part of that certainly... Uh, is the missed games for Brad Beal. This team was built around those three stars. Uh, the underwhelming supporting cast that comes from those massive trades for Durant and Bradley Beal that really gutted uh, the organization and left them you know, having to sign a lot of minimum players to fill out the payroll and then an and understanding uh, that they lack the assets, the draft picks, the, the trade capital to go out and really improve this team. This is something... They're going to have to manage in Phoenix with Kevin Durant. You've seen it before, and it reminds you, it is a stark reminder of how short of a window and how this team has to win big, and they have to win big quickly uh, based on how it was constructed. And having Kevin Durant still playing at an all-NBA uh, level and a healthy Kevin Durant there's a lot at stake for this organization. It's got to change soon. I'm going big deal only because th this is not a very good team. I mean, it doesn't mean he's going to get traded or anything like that. Although we know NBA players, you got to keep them happy. It's a very big deal. But I I I'm going big deal because th they're not good. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, 
Steve Curry yesterday after the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic got to line 18 times, made all 18. The Nuggets beat the Warriors yesterday. Here's Steve Kerr doing the thing he does these days, complain. I have no no problem with uh, the officials themselves. You know, they're all across the league. We have really good officials. I have a problem with the way we're, we are um, legislating defense out of the game. That's what we're doing in the NBA. The way we're teaching the officials, we're just enabling players to BS their way to the foul line. Um, if I were a fan, I wouldn't have wanted to watch the second half of that game. It was disgusting. It was just, you know, just baiting, baiting refs into calls, but the refs have to make those calls because that's how they're taught. So I have a real problem with the way we are, uh, we've legislated defense out of the game in this league, and uh, the players are really smart in this league. And for, for over the last decade or so, uh, they've gotten smarter and smarter, and they're just, uh, they're just enabled. We have enabled the players, and they are taking full advantage, and it's a parade to the free throw line, and it's disgusting to watch. Thanks. Look, maybe if Steve Kerr got upset about Draymond Green and his behavior the last few years, the way he gets upset about everything else, the Warriors wouldn't be in this current situation they find themselves in. So I'm going not a big deal. I'm tired of hearing Steve Kerr bitch and moan about everything except for Draymond Green. I'm going not a big deal. I have no sympathy for the Warriors. I like it that that team sucks now. And that right there is another addition of big deal or not a big deal. Yes. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. What do we got going on tonight? We got NXT, but I'm probably not going to watch that. No heat. The Heat are back in action on Thursday. They're at those Warriors. The Panthers are back in action tomorrow at Tampa Bay. They're still on their Christmas break right now. Um, obviously, no NFL. I don't, I don't know. I got. Maybe we spend family time tonight. Maybe that's what we do. We continue with the family time. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. Thanks, everybody, behind the scenes who all put together a great show. Can't do it without all your hard work and help. And, of course, thanks to you guys for listening. I love you a long time. We'll talk to you on Zazlo Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.